What worries you masters you. John Locke. For better or worse, we're in the emotion business. Every moment of every day, we're navigating our own emotions as well as those of our workmates, clients, and co-brokes. Not being adept at maneuvering through a highly emotional environment is one of the leading causes of agent burnout. Let's focus on the emotions of our clients. Good people exhibit a wide range of feelings and emotions when under stress. On the positive side, we find contentment, joy, pride, admiration, appreciation, sympathy, nostalgia, trust, amusement, interest, excitement, satisfaction, awe, relief, etc. On the negative side, we see powerlessness, envy, grief, fear, doubt, anxiety, confusion, guilt, shame, embarrassment, frustration, disappointment, anger, panic, etc. There are environmental factors and experiential factors that weigh on our clients. Environmental factors are the circumstances, beliefs, and perceptions that affect a client's emotions coming into your engagement. Sometimes these are wonderful, a significant job promotion or a growing family. Other times they can be difficult, financial distress, job relocation, divorce, loss of a loved one, etc. Experiential factors trigger the client's reactions at key points in the process. Maybe overwhelming home prep, numerous showings, negative feedback, a discouraging offer, a difficult negotiation, or a tough inspection. These experiential factors are sure to bring about emotion. To complicate matters, if you're working with a couple, their emotions at any given point can be quite different from one another. You must master the ability to diffuse negative emotions and gently redirect our good, honest, and well-meaning clients back to the trajectory that serves them best. There is a process that I've found helpful. You must set the stage from your initial conversation. First, it's critical that you thoroughly interview your client and fully understand why they're buying or selling. As you learn their motivations, also seek to understand how they feel about this change and what unexpected issues might trigger high emotion. Go at least three questions deep regarding their state of mind. Second, you need to erase lines in the sand. For instance, if you agree on a list price and the seller adamantly states, I won't make any repairs, you need to immediately reply, hey, I understand your point, but it might make sense to make repairs for situations like elevated carbon monoxide or an active water leak. You know, protecting your home and loved ones is priority number one, isn't it? You must do this so your seller hasn't backed themselves into a corner. It's difficult for anyone to give up something when they previously drew a hard line on it. Third, and most importantly, you must reasonably manage their expectations. Few things create more heightened negative emotion than overpromising how quickly a home will sell or the price it'll garner. Once you've properly set the stage and begin down a path, your clients will surely become elevated at some point. In a stressful situation, this can only be expected. However, there's a process I successfully use to diffuse and gently redirect.
While some believe that mirroring high emotion with high emotion is effective, I haven't found that to work. You need to gather yourself so that you can become the calmest person in the room. That means you have to clear your mind of distraction and take a series of deep breaths to center yourself. It's also quite helpful to envision a positive outcome before you engage with your client. Here are the steps that I use to diffuse high emotion. Thank your client for sharing their feelings. Be an active listener. Don't seek to convince or defend before you fully understand their perspective. Briefly and succinctly repeat what they've told you so they understand that they've been heard. Number the issues. If there are three issues, number them one, two, and three out loud. Talk about them sequentially. In doing so, you're subtly moving them towards more logical thinking. Focus on what they're focused on. Don't change the subject, interrupt, or make your case. Show empathy related to what they're feeling without hijacking the conversation and making it about yourself. Your empathy should be evident in both your words and if you're with them, your body language. Once they've become more calm and feel seen and heard, you can begin to redirect the conversation. If an oversight or mistake on your part has contributed to the situation, take responsibility without excuse. Explain that you're partners in seeking a solution. Provide options. Powerlessness is a terrible feeling. If your client feels like they have options, they're prone to think more rationally. Help them define what a win is. Bring them back to their original goal and the reason why they engaged you. Ask them, from the options you provided, which one best meets their true goal. Striking an appropriately optimistic tone, wrap up with a sincere and respectful thank you. Express that this conversation has given you a better understanding of who they are and where they're coming from. Emotional intelligence is often defined as the ability to manage your emotions while understanding the emotions of those around you. Developing the ability to connect through calm, open-minded compassion will serve you well, both professionally and personally. I'm Richard Rubin, and this is More Than a Sign. Thank you for spending time with me. Remember, we're all on the same team. If I can help you in any way, my email address is richard at thefrgteam.com. Special thanks to my son, Nate, who wrote and performs every instrument on the theme song and is taking time away from his successful music production business to engineer and produce this podcast. I love you. I'm proud of you. And I work every day to be more like you and your brother.